Thanks to Hawthorne for supporting FilmSack. Hawthorne is a premium, tailored, personal care brand that's making it easy for guys to feel and smell their best. Get special offers for the holidays going on right now by visiting hawthorne.co. You don't know how lucky you are being a monkey. Because consciousness is a terrible curse. This is Filmsack. Oh, sure. everyone. Welcome to Filmsack. This is Filmsack, mine of the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind, episode 487. My name is Scott Johnson. Joining me today, Brian. We like to start all our Filmsacks with a humping marionette show, Dunaway. Oh, we do. And speaking of which, here comes one now. Oh, hi. Hi. Sorry, I'm running late, guys. I was just down the street performing my one-man act of lewd behavior using wooden puppets and surrogates. Oof. I think I got a splinter. Hey, did I tell you guys I found a totally sus hole behind some filing cabinets in my day job as a filing clerk? <laughs> First, I was like, I wonder if this is a portal to the consciousness of another human being where I can see what they see, feel what they feel. So I crawled in with reckless abandon, board in hand, because my life sucks. I told you about the sexy puppets thing, right? Anywho, <laughs> as I'm crawling along, I'm suddenly transported to the other side of the wall where my boss is taking a dump. Long story short, I'm now a full-time sexy puppeteer street performer. Come check out my show. <laughs> Oh, by the way, I wouldn't procreate with Bad Hair Day Diaz with John Malkovich's reproductive parts. I mean, part. <laughs> is it parts or parts? I mean, do you think of the male anatomy as a single unit or multiple parts to create a whole? Perhaps you don't think of the male anatomy at all. You're a loss. Randy? <laughs> Your new transition is cracking me up. I'm now getting used to it. Uh, also with us, Randy, he also has a portal. Jordan. Aloha, Scott, Brian, Brian. Um, oh, my God. Sorry about that. You, you caught me uh, looking at my Wall Street Journal, uh, not reading it, since reading it would require scanning each line from left to right and would take, you know, time. No, hmm. I'm just I'm just looking at this Wall Street Journal like a crazy person. I'm successful. I'm wealthy. Oh, and I have some toast here. See, I only eat about half of the toast that I make for myself. I bite it into these funny shapes, and then I just leave those shapes on the plate like a crazy person. <laughs> uh, it's You know what? It's actually a normal, it's a totally normal thing to do. Whoa, whoa, whoa hey, would you look at the time? I've got to leave soon. Let me just put this half cup of coffee into the sink and run another quarter cup of water into it. And then just leave it there like a crazy person. <laughs> oh, and uh, instead of brushing my teeth that are a huge key to my livelihood, I'm going to stop here at the mirror by the front door and inspect my teeth like a crazy person. <laughs> okay, I've got to get downstairs and catch a cab. Ugh, I hope I don't get a driver who's weird. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> totally. Bad news for him. He did. Well, that was some dry toast. Oh, I mean, yeah. that was yeah. the driest Ugh. of all toast. Driest of toasts. Yeah. With us finally rounding us out, Brian, little Brian Malcolm P. Ibbett. <laughs> oh, totally. 
Uh, hi, local newspaper? Okay, kids, that's a thing from 1999 before the internet where people would pay money to get furniture ads and an accurate description of the things that happened yesterday. With me now? Okay, good. Hi, local newspaper? I'd like to place a classified ad. That's paper Craigslist. Ever wanted to be someone else? No, not you. That's the ad. Why do you keep falling for that? Anyway, the ad continued. The JM Inc. in the Merton Flemmer building has added some new experiences to our existing Being John Malkovich experience. First up, the perfect experience. See life through the eyes of a dog that's tired of waiting for the world to change. Be the golden retriever whose owner is a Grammy award-winning musician who describes Jennifer Aniston's body as a wonderland. Yes, for 200 bucks, you can see what life is like being John Mayer's bitch. P.S. There's no room for squares in this head. Next up is an experience that's sure to give you an S-H-O-C-K in the USA. What's it like to be an undead rock star? Does it hurt so good? Find out for 250 bucks when you're being John Mellencamp's lich. John Mellencamp's lich. Let's say that one more time. John Mellencamp's lich. Finally, living on the cheap side, save a few dollars, but experience a celebrity portal that has all the elements you're looking for, but won't turn any portal resident evil <laughs> just a hundred bucks will get you the multi-pass you need for 15 minutes of being Mila Jovovich thank you very much oh, no, that was pretty good last one nailed it well done uh, there you go I like the, the, the pricing structure is a little bit suspect to me but you know <laughs> you yeah. Think, yeah I know you'd pay more to be Mila Jovovich than you yeah. would to be John Mayer's golden retriever oh right. hell yeah or anything to do with Mellencamp are you kidding me yeah Gosh, all right dang. all right fair enough yeah she uh or she it, it the movie it's not a she it's it <laughs> you don't know later on it was a she well, that's for what a while it was a, yeah you never really knew but it was or was uh, it her what did he make it's a him oh no he made her it's the her. movie her spike yeah. jones spike jones right her yeah he, uh, also is in a couple of those jackass movies so that's a good time anyway Hey, being John Malkovich actually directed Jackass one. Right, he was one. He was basically oh, no. one of the crew. He was just he was just the one who was moving the cameras around. And yeah, stuff. he was a Jack A or yeah, he whatever was the, the plural is, a yeah. gaffer or a. Uh... Yeah, he was he was a he was listed as director on I think the second movie, maybe the first, maybe both. Mm. I don't remember. Pussy always played in the show, and I think in the movie, uh, he always dressed up like the old lady whose boobs kept falling out. Do you guys remember that? It was like a no. it was a prosthetic, so it was like a big, dangly, rubbery-looking boob thing, and he would walk around like an old lady, had full body makeup, and would say, excuse me, sir, and walk up and try to get somebody's help, and as he would lurch forward, the boob would just go flop like out, <laughs> and then the people would be left trying to figure out what the hell to tell hey, her about hey, her boob. Hey, uh, Ibby, you want to explain the 90s to the kids again? <laughs> right? <laughs> It was wardrobe malfunction but spike jones now a, you know considered a bit of an auteur and uh right yeah, yeah. yeah. he's also really close with uh jack black and kyle gas and he's yeah. been in, in a lot of what they've done yeah so it's, he's an interesting dude but um Fat and i also slim. i think i also think that oh yeah that's right he did that uh yeah he did the 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 praise you video and the um What's the one with what's oh, the name? Did, did he direct the, the one with walking in it the yeah, uh the flying around the, the hotel weapon one. of choice yeah wasn't didn't he I, I may have. have that. I may have that wrong. I, that this man has done a lot of video shorts and music videos. So yeah, it is. Yeah. It's hard to keep. He got, up his hands are in lots of cookie jars, but he's ah, great. We love the yes. Spike Jones. Did he? Okay. Directed by Spike Jones. Yep. Okay. Good. I, I yeah, love yeah. that video. It's still one oh. of the greatest videos ever made. Um, but anyway, this is being John Malkovich. That's the movie he made, and it was 1999. And he was an up and comer at that point. 
And uh, Mal- Malkovich man been around for a minute. No, well, Spike not, Jones, not him. Spike <laughs> Jones. Oh, Spike Jones. And, about to and, and yeah. Charlie Kaufman. Like this is a Charlie yeah. Kaufman movie mm. as much as anything. Oh yeah. If it, and they they're frequent collaborators. Um, they would work together on their next film, which was that Spotless Mind business, which I still haven't seen. Oh, uh, or have I seen part of it? You'll, I think you'll enjoy that. I think you should get um, a, make some room for it. Mm. Yeah, I, I, don't, I can't what, find uh, Spike Jones on Spotless Mind. Yeah, that was but, directed by um, I they were, Michelle Gondry, right? Yeah, uh, I yeah. thought they and, worked and, together and, good again. Thing. All right, and it was. But you'll still like it by Kaufman. Oh, I'm but thinking it's, it's adaptation. You're thinking adaptation. adaptation. Yeah, yeah. which one. but but seriously, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind belongs in the same. Five disc Blu-ray collection that Brian Dunaway is right. ultimately going to buy as Big Julie. Yeah, yeah, and then and then by uh, the way, Adaption. There's a, there's a fun movie. Yeah, I never saw Adaption either. Yeah. yeah, and and really the only like well, not Adaption adaptation adaptation <laughs> adaptation. Yeah, the the only movie that that Kaufman and Spike Jones worked on together that's considered great is Synecdoche, New York, which mm. I remember seeing and I don't remember anything about it. Yes, Schenectady. Schenectady? Schenectady. Schenectady. Schenectady, New York. Yeah. What? what it's it? not, it's not, so that's a different city than Schenectady. Correct. Schenectady. <laughs> Why would you have two? Why would you have two state? of those? What the hell is wrong with these people? Synecdoche, New York is okay. the name of the movie. Synecdoche. You're right. I'm looking yep. at the oh, pronunciator oh, right. here. I never right. knew that. Never knew that. That's weird. Um, but that anyway, one Kaufman this, directed, right? He did both things, didn't he? Yeah, director and writer. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Kaufman, boy, they let him out of the out of the cage there, didn't they? They let him roll with it. They, okay, yeah. the, the they, one constant they, they locked here, him by the way, a, they locked him in a cage and the, then had PTSD flashbacks. That's yes, right. They did. The one monkeys. constant through all this conversation is that Catherine Keener's in all this shit, so she's just oh. like his mm-hmm. favorite muse or whatever. She's just in everything. And I think and she can be in everything. Oh yeah, she's great, dude. Freaking mm-hmm. love that lady. And she it's, looks she looks like, great, by the way. She's like sixty something now, and she looks great. She's mm-hmm. okay. Like everything in this movie, <laughs> with one exception, <laughs> everything in this movie we're going to describe as weird. Like everything. Oh yeah. There's nothing in this ex- with with one exception, and that is, of course, Charlie Sheen is Charlie Sheen. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> true. I'll tell you that that's age Charlie Sheen. Was weird and the awesome. Bald, the bald, the bald, uh, <laughs> extra, and they added like extra height to it. I think I don't even think that was like it was like, where's, where's it end? Way you over look here, like a pachycephalosaurus with that uh, prosthetic <laughs> forehead. Yeah, he looked real weird. I didn't see that coming, by the way. I had no idea Charlie Sheen was in this. I had totally yeah. forgotten. Never saw this. So totally we should, we should say that real quick. So I'd never saw oh, this sure. as my first viewing. Anyone else first viewing here? Uh, saw it. this in the theaters and uh, bought the DVD when it came out years and years and years ago for some right. reason, even yeah. though I probably only watched said DVD once or twice. It, it's, this is not a movie you repeat a lot, but no. I have seen it several no. times mm. just over the years. Yeah. And do you ever, do we ever, um, has anyone ever unearthed the point of the low ceiling business? Is that ever? It's funny. Oh, I mean, it's, it's I a mean, funny like, idea. It is. Yeah, it's disjointed and it's. Yeah. But it's yeah. meant to be a MacGuffin, I mean, right? They're supposed to make me think at the end, like I'm supposed to think about the suitcase in uh, freaking Pulp Fiction, you know, where I'm sort of like, well, they never. Sort really, of. Never I mean, it's more off. of like a here's a funny thing that we're explaining with a uh, uh, with a silly story when it was either a architectural mistake or it was right. a way for them to charge but, twice the rent for one floor. Because there's right, probably. 
I guess they never mentioned that the eighth floor then also has to be reduced height. <laughs> right or, or expanded and then yeah. they just got rid of another floor so yeah there's, there's definitely going to be an oddity in the next floor's height right and you got plenty of mezzanine levels in places so you would think they would just have went that way but i definitely i think they definitely said what's that uh the um uh the there are some buildings where they actually have a half floor that's got like uh furnace equipment and right. air conditioning uh, and yeah. all those systems and plumbing. Stuff. So, right. so that could easily be what the, you know, what the joke was is that everyone's got this beautiful, lavish story about it, but really it was just, they decided, Oh, well, we can, we can actually put office space on the, well, furnace I, and air I conditioning. think I personally, right. There's so many opinions. There's nothing written specific, you know, so anything that you think is like a really, you know, an explanation, it's yeah. just an explanation, which is, probably made, which is great. And probably. I love all the explanations. Yeah. And I just think it was just to make the floor, uh, supernatural because otherwise it was a regular floor with a hole behind the filing cabinet. doesn't yeah. seem as mystical as a odd floor that you have to like, you know, and then, pop the, open. And yeah. then the door into Malkovich's brain is even shorter yeah. than the short doors on the floor. <laughs> like that, there was just like, there were these little <laughs> things that were just so crazy funny. Yeah. You know, I don't know about funny. I'm going to give it right. more of a, because it's a different kind of funny, obviously, and it's very Spike Jones. But I'm my my feeling the entire time was this is this this is a world where where we we are meant to notice that the characters don't seem to be bothered by all the weirdness, like like right. her at home with her monkeys and her lizards and her shit everywhere. <laughs> like, why is there a whole <laughs> zoo in her house? Must. Well, it's. I think it's it's kind of like it's kind of like when the you know the nurse gives you a shot. I think the shot of reality here to think that uh, you know somebody could enter Malkovich's consciousness in the way that they did and to be not in this world and not in that world. If you're distracting and doing a lot of hand waving, all that stuff doesn't seem as important. It just like, well, I guess oh, what I'm saying yeah. is it's just not straightforward like Ghostbusters where Gozer used to be. Yeah, you know what's his name? Now he's this guy. Now uh, Sigourney Weaver is the is the freaking other creature and like it's more it's obvious and more like oh a magical thing has happened therefore now we have this possession or whatever and this thing right, they're like right we're gonna have that so, story but surrounding it is gonna be padded with all this well, weird ass business that's just so and weird. i think it's and it's the weird ass business it might be even like an intentional way to throw you off balance for the first 20 minutes of the film before the actual premise right of because portal to john malkovich's head right. and that way you're you're already off balance of like this all right half floor and and john kuzak and cameron diaz looking like a you know the worst <laughs> the it's worst pretty, made up hollywood people you've yeah. ever seen in your it's life it's a right? pretty drab and boring intro without the oddity yeah i mean so oh i agree well, that's uh, what, uh, the movie's nothing without the oddity you don't have that this isn't much as you know this just is another like oh go, no honey i shrunk the kids normal. oh no uh, my the grandma yeah. has been taken over by a, a man oh no like it's one of those stories with the weird though you end up with a far different cake for for yeah. dessert here it's very different very weird everything all Mis- the way down to like Mis- Catherine Keener's you know, weird attitude and right misdirection is one of the one of the best things in storytelling in my opinion uh, it's, the, it's the thing that makes us laugh gasp and and everything else and i think that's i think it's very well played here yeah. Maybe a little bit too much because I actually my viewing partner was like, "Yeah, this movie's stupid," <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it felt okay to me. Yeah, I think it holds up. I mean, as far as I didn't, I didn't watch this and go, "Ugh, this was probably better in the day." I think it's fine. 
In right. fact, you could have I like the me. I like the idea that a 20-year-old Jordan Peele was watching this movie in late 1999 <laughs> going, "Oh, this is going to be scary someday." Yeah, mm-hmm. I like the the accent you donned there for a brief second. <laughs> I was scared. <laughs> the thing that scared me the most was Cameron Diaz's hair. Yeah. I was like, oh, "Wow, for, is that She was on un- For me it was it was 100% Cameron Diaz's neighbors. I was terrified <laughs> of those people. Oh yeah, the shut up. Those guys were uh, pretty pissed. <laughs> Anytime that monkey made any or that ape made any noise at all, he was like yeah. up in arms. But this concept of like, hi, I do weird puppet things that are that are crazy intricate on the street and show people humping while kids are watching. <laughs> like everything about it is weird. It's all discordant yeah. and weird. And so when you do finally get to the meat of it, which is this otherwise kind of Disney-esque, this, this is a portal to someone's brain business. Why did you just say Disney? I'm confused right now. Because it just felt <laughs> like it's, it's inside out. Fanti- yeah. Is it the fantasy aspect? Is, oh. is this the is this the live action uh, Inside Out that we've all been clamoring right. for? I mean, or, kind of, or but more it, like more like it, what's the Freaky Friday? Freaky Cor- Friday is an example. Right. Oh, it sure, reminded sure. me more of Coraline because there's this trip through a you know a small door. That's yeah, a, no, I get that. I, I'm, as a trope, a small door that takes you somewhere is as old as right. freaking. You know, I don't know if it's as old. How as old the, is it, Scott? I don't. I'm. I got to go back and look. The wardrobe thing from what's his name? The books. I can't think of his name. <laughs> wardrobe lion, the lion, thing. The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. I know what you're talking about. Where there's some where there's some kind of physical place that is a portal to somewhere else. Like Harry Potter right. does it. They all do it. And that, so it's not sure. new. That part is not new. What's new here? No, it's not. Is let's coat it in weird and a thick layer of weird. And let's have that weird smell a little funny and make you feel a little uncomfortable and at times make you scratch your head and say, what the freaking F are we watching? Like, that's the weird that makes the movie work. And without it, this movie's dumb. It's dumb. Because otherwise, mm-hmm. it's just, a, oh, I took over John Malkovich, which is weird in its own self. But it's true. They, who cares? Totally true, yeah. If they, if they go normal for the first 25 minutes of the film until the until he finds the door, then this yeah. is... I'm bored. This is... A boring movie, exactly. Yeah. And that's actually the where the story started, right? I think I read some trivia on this. I don't remember everything about it, but I do remember them saying they started with the kernel. Of the idea was that a man uh, was In 10 fall? feet away from his wife, right. and then they just... They just kept building on those with unique and interesting ideas. Yeah, that like the original story. the original script was just turned down by everybody because it right. didn't have a lot of the weirdness yet. And yeah. for like six years, they, Kaufman just kept adding weird bits to it whenever he would think of something funny. Uh, that's like that's how you should make a movie like this, in my opinion. You should yeah. it should take a long time to figure out all this crap. Well, as to why he chose John Malkovich, I have some scrutiny. Scrutiny. <laughs> there are there are multiple po- posts in the IMDb trivia, which we refer to a lot on the show, saying that uh, he had nobody else in mind and never wanted anyone but John Malkovich. Like that was his idea the whole yeah. time. He wanted mm-hmm. nobody else. Being Sylvester Stallone just doesn't but, cut it. But it's, later on, yeah. there's stuff about they almost considered. Tom Cruise, and then they talk to so and so and so and such, and there's like all these <laughs> other ones. God, that they... I would watch being Tom Cruise. I would watch that. <laughs> no, I actually think it would have worked. I actually think that, that would have absolutely yeah. worked. It would have been our first time we really seen a well, weird off the wall. Here's wacky... the thing, though. Here's the thing. We think that based on a lot of the weird stuff he's done since when we saw him in right. uh, Tropic Oprah's Thunder. Couch. Tropic Thunder. We went, oh my gosh, that guy he played in Tropic Thunder. Clearly, he can do right. weird shit, and and 
and do it with his face, you know, and, and stare at the camera with pride. Like, there's no problem for, for Tom Cruise. But up till now, like 90, up till 99, we didn't think of him that way at all. I know. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Well, could could we explain away the the behavior of some celebrities like Tom Cruise by saying that maybe somebody did find a portal into his head and said, I'm going to make, I'm going to jump on Oprah's couch. Watch this. Yeah. 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 Check it. That was actually John Cusack. It was never. It was John Cusack. Oprah, I'm in love. Like, I, I'm willing to go along with the, it was going to be Malkovich all the way along story. Yeah. Although it's, it's useless. Like why, why invent that trivia? Mm-hmm. But I, I go with it because this movie so normalizes Malkovich as an actor that it's almost kind of like breathtaking. Like at this point, you know, like you're going in to see this movie and you've seen he he got an Academy nomination for In the Line of Fire, and he was in these like s- serious movies like Mulholland Falls and mm-hmm. crazy movie like Con Air, right? Mm-hmm. And and so you've seen John Malkovich, you know, like he's an actor, but you don't really think of him, you know, as a, like a person. And having him be the person that gets you know that gets ultimately taken over by this madman puppeteer. It's just like it's no, no, not madman, horny. Go ahead, horny puppeteer. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, uh, yeah, but our libido drives men crazy. Okay, okay, okay. And uh, (laughs) like, like once once you start seeing it, right? And he's like, he gets in a cab, and the the cabbie's telling him, "I saw you in a movie that he wasn't in," and so on. Like, it's so normal that it's just like I can't imagine anyone else. Yeah, I I think it's the right call. And if it and if the trivia is true and can be taken at face value, then yeah, you stick with your guns and get Malkovich to do it. But this even claims like Malkovich at one point said you should use somebody else and like Kaufman's like, well, then I'm off the project. Like, I just don't know how serious this is. But (laughs) if it was, it's it's also this fourth wall business of like, you know, the guy's playing himself, but obviously he's not playing himself. And I feel like up to that point, we didn't have a lot of that. Like, uh, I'm trying to think of a good example, like uh, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle is a good example when they drug out uh, Doogie Hauser and he played himself basically. You know, what's the, maybe you know what's the, the best example hmm. is, is the jackass stuff. That's the best hmm. example of people putting it all out there, being themselves hmm. and being, you know, like being absolutely exposed. Yeah. Like it, it's like, it's of course, Spike Jones was best friends with Johnny Knoxville. Of course, yeah. like the performance he gets out of John Malkovich in this movie is unique. Yeah. You know, like it's yeah. not, like nothing you'll ever see getting him to dance this is around. One of the most it's... challenging roles he's ever played. I don't know if you've ever said that or not, but I mean, Trying to play yourself <laughs> outside yourself, that would be yeah. that's a tall order. And it's and it's more I think it's more difficult than what Neil Patrick Harris did and Harold and Kumar because he had to play kind of a dickish version of himself. Yeah, yeah. He's he's playing what people think of him as, right? Well right, exactly. in this case, yes. In the case of well, okay, so in Neil Patrick Harris's case, it was a play against type. Everyone knows he's a nice guy, and so we're gonna right. have him be a dick. And that worked because it was this opposite of what you expect from that from a dude like that. And that happens a lot. Like I, you know, I watched that uh, episodes show. Yes, based yes, on with, uh, based LeBlanc. on Ibbitt's recommendation, actually. <laughs> and Matt LeBlanc plays himself, but that's not really him. No, He's not way dick. more uh, over uh, the top, way more self centered. Yeah, it's like Joey. Joey got mashed up with somebody like Charlie Sheen, and that's that character. And it, right. and it works because of whatever. But you guys are right. John Malkovich is kind of playing straight Malkovich until the possessions and the, you know, the experiences and everything. 
which makes it, I think, way more interesting than if they'd have made him a bit of a scandal or made him, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know, something else. I mean, really, all they did is say, yeah, he's really focused on acting and he's he's in rehearsals and he's busy getting calls and he's got to go down to the play and you know, like it's just right. This and he, guy. he gets, you know, I imagine that that thing in the taxi with the uh, oh, I really loved you in that uh, that jewel heist movie. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't in a jewel heist movie, <laughs> right? You know, and all that stuff I'm sure is just taken right from real John, yeah, oh, real yeah. life. You know, he gets that stuff, and he's yeah. such an interesting dude because the minute you see his face, you know exactly who he is, no matter what movie you're watching. That's just John Malkovich's mark on film. The first Malkovich that I got was Con Air. Because I mean, <laughs> I had never got? noticed wow. Malkovich. I may have seen him in things, but Connie, I was like, going to be here on June 16th. I get to yeah. meet my daddy on my birthday, which is June 16th. <laughs> That's when I looked him up and said, who, who is this guy? Who is yeah. this guy? He's, uh, well, for me, it's dangerous one, liaisons for me. Yeah, uh, okay, I was I was gonna say Empire of the Sun. One hundred percent Empire of the Sun is my first. Oh, no, really? Mine's Malcolm that Bush. one where he's uh, the. the uh, what's it called? Hold on, I gotta find it. It's way back in the. Like I had said, I, I'd seen him in in previous movies, but that was, was the first like, one where you looked. looked yeah, that was just, that was just oh. the guy. I'm like, oh, that's that guy. Like Lenny Small in Of Mice and Men. I definitely remember him being in it, but I didn't think anything of it. I'm just like, yeah, this is here. It is a whole choice role. He was in the the Killing Fields in 1984, and I remember that he was a reporter hanging out with dude from Law and Order. Can't think of his name. Sam uh, Watterson. Yeah, Sam Watterson. That's it. And uh, he was great in that. And I remember from then on going, every time I'd see his face, I'm like, oh, it's that guy from Killing Fields. Oh, it's that guy from Killing mm-hmm. Fields. And he just mm-hmm. got better and better. And if we don't watch In the Line of Fire, we're bad people. <laughs> yeah, we have to. Yeah. <laughs> that movie's great. And he eats this, that thing up. Like, he's just mm-hmm. insanely good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's in Billions? Yeah. Oh, man, I got to watch Billions. And, and I, and said, I, what, what would you say? Billions, what? the show Billions. Remember oh, billions? really? Okay. Or I shouldn't say remember billions. It's still on the air, but he's uh, he's somebody. <laughs> no, I think Mulholland Falls is a good is a, is oh, a good potential so good. Uh, film sacker. Uh, yeah. But what's cool is in billions he plays a guy named Grigor Andalov, which sounds like the oh, guy nice. he played in Rounders. In Rounders. Yeah. Which sounds like somebody's <laughs> gonna say Manny. give him his Manny. Yeah, that's what I want. Oh, is this our? And he is, and oh, he is no. of Ukrainian descent. When I was looking up, uh, I was trying to find other actors. The only one I was able to find was Mila Jovovich to fit my intro. So that's why I was kind of playing around with that. But uh, uh, yeah, that's that's, uh, when I was looking up other Ukrainian actors. uh, Or when I found out he was Ukrainian, I was looking up other Ukrainian actors. But he, you know, he's got that that background. Certainly doesn't have an accent or anything like that. Probably first generation American born. Yeah. Yeah, But But I wonder if that that Manny uh, accent is based on his parents or something. That's based on a family member for sure. (laughs) Oh yeah, he was born in Christopher, Illinois. Yeah, my my note here was I as I'm watching this movie, I went through every Christopher Guest film because I was like, how was this guy never in a Christopher Guest film? It just he feels like one of them, mm-hmm. you know. There's oh, something could, about Malkovich. Yeah, I agree. He just he feels like he feels like he's Christopher Guest's next door neighbor or something i think he's just got too highfalutin of a, of a resume and is too recognizable otherwise i, I agree with you 100 percent. i could see him in that cast i could see him being part of all those movies i just watched best in show and i could i could see him being just about anybody in there if he wanted yeah right. 
but oh, wow. I think he's just he was too... married to Glenn Headley for a while. I had no hmm. idea. Wait, who's that? From that Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. She's the one yeah. who pulls them over. She had uh, Tess Trueheart in the Dick Tracy movies oh, or movie. Oh, I got to watch that too. Okay. They're not married now? They're not married now. Nope. Oh. Uh, divorced in 88 and she's, she's, she died a couple that years ago. That was the sequel leaving John Malkovich. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what's right. funny yeah. is I had totally forgotten because it's been a couple years since I've watched this movie. I had totally forgot Cameron Diaz was the mm. the she wife the for wife. some reason i think <laughs> yeah. I, she does such a convincing turnaround because she's already been something about mary at this point in time which which was mm. like oh the mask was actually the first time i remember seeing yes. cameron diaz yep. and you know she just lit up the screen for all those movies just being the center and here well, she was just like yeah like you're cursed if you're in background. this you're, you're cursed if you're in this movie to be made ugly by spike jones with with right with one exception there's a, there's a big exception in the middle of the movie uh but you know Catherine keener gets to look oh she's like gorgeous. like like a normal human being she's for so most great. of the movie but in the middle of the movie Catherine keener gets all dressed up and you know is seducing john malkovich who keeps getting dressed up even at 4 11 in the morning and, <laughs> right yeah <laughs> And it's like uh, it's like Jones is trying to say something there. I couldn't figure out what he was trying to say, but everyone else in the movie is ugly. Like he goes out of his way to make sure that. <laughs> yeah, and I kind of appreciate that. I like that. I like a movie where not everybody has to look great. Um, I, yeah, I, I and right. it creates some interesting contrast. And it also here. Let's say this about Catherine Keener's uh, characterization here. She is great and everything as if it suggested earlier. She's just awesome. And I hear she's in a thing. I'm, I'm excited because I just think she eats the, eats the scene up and is ends up stealing yeah. the movie. And she does that here in lots and lots of ways, but she is both really entertaining to watch and a horrendous human being at the same time. Yeah. Which makes her the <laughs> ultimate villain, right? Because yeah. she's, she is the ultimate puppeteer and she never goes in to Malkovich. no, and she just so takes flippant. everybody's word for it. She's so flippant and so it's just a, the worst kind of a hole. It's like, yeah, you, you, <laughs> the world is happening around you and you're just laughing at it. Like she's uh-huh. a troll before the internet really took off. And <laughs> right. And I, I, really I can't believe the puppeteer asked me out. She claims she's dismissing, right? Dismissing people that she feels are, are uh, yeah. beneath her and stuff like that. There's there's a great trivia in the IMDb that that says that somebody came up with the theory that uh, Get Out is the the uh, right. sequel to Being John Malkovich yeah, that's that right. her character Randy was referred to other yeah yeah it's like you were saying <laughs> earlier about uh, Jordan Peele probably Jordan Peele yeah. Yeah. yeah that's but that's interesting that, that I could totally but, see that that yeah, basically her right. daughter who helps wrangle the guy in is the the daughter that <sighs> has John Malkovich in, or has John Cusack in her and uh, oh I have gosh. questions. I have questions. Well, well yeah. I just want to stop you right there. Yeah. This movie, this movie does not want to make sense about how right. that all works. Oh, right, sure. Right away. Yeah. So ask your question. Oh no, 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 no. There's not. There's no, no I understand answer. that. No, there's their their answers, but they're only to satisfy yourself. Because I started to work out, you know, some theories. I always like working out the theories, and I got a little ways in. I was like, there's not enough connective tissue between any of these things to to create a good you know just wow i figured it out theory and the, mm-hmm. and the reason why is because it's not supposed to be there's supposed to be a lot of elements yeah. that are supposed to make you ask questions but never actually answer anything it's yeah. like watching the third season of lost 
you know, it's no <laughs> a good. little bit, yeah. <laughs> right. You kind of have to suspend disbelief. Like, how are they getting right, all those right. people off the New Jersey Turnpike that are in line? Yeah. <laughs> and where are they falling from? I mean, are they falling from, <laughs> you know, five feet, 10 feet? Because, oh, I mean, we're so only funny. seeing them hit, but. I made notes about that. I'm like, how high up are they falling? And does anyone yeah. else see them? Does anyone driving by see this ever? And like, I had all these questions and you're meant to ask them because this movie's tempting you right. to do it, but you're, you're also, it's supposed to tempt you and not give you anything. It's supposed to say, right, right, Oh, right. look at this weird ass thing. Low ceilings. Weird. Guess you're wondering why those are there, and guess we're never gonna tell you. Meep, meep. Like there's like it's almost like we're getting right. pranked. In a I mean, when Malkovich kind of goes inside Malkovich, and he just he's just in a room full of Malkoviches, <laughs> I'm like, obviously, there is no straightforward answer because right. that that would doesn't follow any rules. It's, no, it's, the, it's the rule of uh, Ron Silver can't touch uh, other timeline. Ron Silver, <laughs> right. where they turn into a right. pile of goo. Right. I love that. Like there's. <laughs> There's a lot to like about them playing around with me that way. Like I usually right. some movies that no don't don't know how to do this right and they annoy me. This one uh-huh. just goes all in and says, "Yeah, he's the puppet yeah. guy and his wife's got a zoo in the house and it barely looks like Cameron Diaz, but whatever. And now he's going to go get a job at a place where the ceilings are half low and no one seems bothered by it. And they even made a video to explain right. it in the seventies and it's fine. No one's just happy come on, man, and." Just- and- and who's really happy in their skin? Too. Yeah. Right. Who's really happy in their skin? Maxine is happy in her skin. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Malkovich is happy in his skin, but everybody else is identity struggling. Yeah. It has to be someone else. Yeah. Especially right. Dr. Lester. Boy, poor, oh. you know, he, poor, poor Dr. Lester and his speech impediment. Yeah, I know. Right? Right? Like, like, oh, that was actually a good little. I little apologize little if you can't that. understand a, what I'm saying. <laughs> it's a joke. For sure, and they definitely commit to it. It keeps coming yeah. up the whole freaking movie. But I actually thought that was like the one thing in the movie that took me out. Like, oh, really? This movie is trying too hard to make me laugh at the woman who doesn't understand anybody is has a degree in speech therapy or something. Like, <laughs> right, no, right. no, I so like, is it like the pedimentologist? Right. I think is the way yeah. that <laughs> I mean, but she projects. So that was it was actually tied in with self confidence. That I, I kind of started like pulling little things together in that. I was like, okay, if you're self confident enough, you can make your own reality. And I still, like I said, I started pulling this stuff together. And I'm like, you know what? I get a big pile of stuff and. And there's really well, just, this is just a big pile of stuff. Yeah. And you know why it took you out of the movie, Rand? I'll tell you exactly why. Because all the other jokes are, aren't are paid off. You don't get a real payoff right. on the seven and a half floor thing. Interesting. You don't get a payoff on the Cameron Diaz keeping monkeys in the house thing. <laughs> but you get the payoff joke of like, here's the setup. Oh, he she can't understand him. And then he thinks it's the speech impediment. Pet, uh, I got the payoff on the monkey because the monkey had the PTSD flashback. <laughs> the okay. PTSD flashback. So what you, what you yeah. guys are talking about is foreshadowing, right? Yeah. And uh, it's it is the trope of the film. This film it, this film is so laden with this one trope that it's almost <laughs> hard. Yeah, it's hard to follow it almost. Like, uh, you know, he's a he's a puppeteer who is down on his luck because there's this other master puppeteer yeah, who gets all yeah. the attention. And so no chicken the bucket disappears. Oh yeah, totally. Wait, chicken I the think, bucket. I think John Cusack killed that guy. Oh. Um, it must have. They, they they talked about this, you know, this this uh, nemesis that Cusack had who was a popular puppeteer, but once he became the king of puppeteering, they acted like there'd never been another puppeteer. You're right. You're and right. I do like that. I, I, you kind of expect that to be 
oh god i'm sure there's a ben stiller movie where there's that kind of um super villain uh mm-hmm. competitor the only two people in the field basically yeah. Yeah. competing but uh yeah i really wanted to see more of a uh he's the david copperfield to this guy's david blaine or something right like that. right yeah they never but, did but pay that off like how Grab many times <laughs> how many times does cameron diaz say that the ape has just some childhood trauma and yeah. then we finally get to see it we it's do. like that is, the foreshadowing the Love foreshadowing it. is so thick in this movie that it's it's almost like unbearable. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a, the unbearable lightness of being. Is that right. another yeah. Kaufman thing? Unbearable no. lightness of John Malkovich. <laughs> it sounds like a Kaufman movie. I don't know if it is or not. <laughs> anyway. I will say though that the the puppetry work oh, it was amazing. Um, is amazing. Oh, I mean, yeah, the, the it is looking, not the yeah this this the wooden uh, marionette puppetry. I yes, mean, if you've never seen yes. the film, it's not the the Muppet puppets we think of. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yes, marionette style. Now, I know the guy on stage dancing was somebody in a costume that was suspended yeah, from yeah, wires and moving, be. but, but right. that was, again, that was still so well done that it, you kind of have to Give look for the, the, the movements that are not possibly right. controlled. No, I was, I was blown away by it. I have always admired marionette style stuff because I think it, it really skims a line of this is stupid or this is really artistic. Right, right. And yeah. it's really yeah. hard to nail. Like, you definitely either, question someone's mental state when they're really good at marionette. Yeah, like you're, you're either like... <laughs> you, like being a cat, crazy <laughs> cat lady, right? Because right. like, you guys, you, got, movie, you go either full Thunderbirds or you go you know, really artistic right. and this was really artistic and well done. I, I was blown away by it. Yeah. Awesome. This, yeah. this movie starts with him being supernaturally good. Like yeah, the yeah. first, mm-hmm. the first scene you see, uh, you see a puppet roll on stage and it's just yeah. like, okay, that I'm sorry. That's not possible with strings. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh, right. This guy is like, he's magic. He's an auteur, yeah. man. He, he knew what he was doing and I wasn't sure where think- things were going when that started. And I just see this hippie face. I didn't even know it was, I didn't know who it was. I, yeah. It's kind of hard exactly. to tell at first, isn't it? Yeah. And I was like, so where is this? To, and people- wants to believe that, um, Malkovich filmed his dance first and they built the the puppetry around I Malkovich's so. improvisational <laughs> dance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, hope so. I hope so. Now, how much of that was Malkovich? Because, I mean, it, they did it pretty good. The body double was yeah. either pretty good. Running, no. running up the wall with the jump uh, was pretty definitely good. not Malkovich. Yeah, but that part. But right. the rest of it was him. And he's got serious dad bod in this movie. Um, yeah. yeah, you always yeah. think of Malkovich like, uh, as really gaunt and sort of skinny and and you know sort of curved and all that, and he's a he's a, he just looks like a normal. He's, a, he's something like forty six in this movie. Yeah. John yeah, Malkovich yeah, is. Yeah, and uh, you know, all right, you you. That's I like the it, older yeah. he gets, the more I like him. I loved him in that bird yeah. box thing where he played Douglas. I think it was the character. Fantastic in uh, the bird box last year or two years ago. Uh, just, just awesome. Oh the older God. he gets, well, yeah, to, uh, 2018. Yeah. The older right. he gets, the more I enjoy him. And I can't say that for every actor, but for whatever reason, John Malkovich, when he shows up in a thing now, I get just a little more excited than I would if he was, you know, in his thirties right. or forties. Now, Octavia Spencer, who was the, was the lady who helped, uh, Cusack get into the seven and a half floor. I was, I was pleasantly surprised she was there. We talked about it pre-show a little bit. Yeah. Being like, I wish you could have hung around more because she was the most grounded of everybody we were dealing with. Everybody else seemed like they were living in a fantasy world. She seemed like, yeah, this is normal. This is the thing. Well, I deal with it every day. Here it is. Let me just grab a crowbar that happened to <laughs> right. be in the elevator. <laughs> yeah. Her, uh, uh, it is. Yeah. Sorry, she's such a blink and you'll miss it cameo. 
Yeah. And she's in it. I mean, this is like her fifth thing. This is like she's very early in her career. Uh, as far as movies go, there's a bunch of TV stuff, but she's very, very early and she looks the same as she does mm-hmm. today. And I, she's amazing. And now she's can't stop getting work. Look at her. I mean, she's just yeah. like one of the busiest people in Hollywood. But, but yeah, I like that part, except where does she keep that crowbar? Where'd that come from? <laughs> In the elevator, they leave it in the elevator. Yeah, and you don't even notice the elevator is all ganked up until they they zoom into it. You're like, (laughs) wow, this happens a lot. It has to happen several times a day, I'm sure. Ten in the morning, ten in the afternoon, in the evening. Oh, she's in that witches thing. Yeah, that new witches 2020 thing. Yeah. Oh, has anybody watched that? that? I keep that keeps coming up at the very top of my. You should watch this Netflix. Yeah. Some I've heard good me, stuff by Netflix. I took that back. I said I said I heard good things, but all I really have heard is Netflix. What I, Netflix what I, says it's good. <laughs> right. Netflix says it's good. What I what I've heard is that if you're a fan of the book stuff it's based on, then you'll like it less. But if you don't have any idea, then you'll really like well, the standout. Yeah. I didn't read the book, so I'm good. Yeah. So I, I didn't up. know there were books, so I'll be fine. <laughs> no, it doesn't bother me. Hey, check this out. Do you guys believe this? Maybe this needs some scrutiny. Scrutiny. The original script, again, this is contradictory to Kaufman's statement that he only ever saw John Malkovich in the role, but the original script called for Kevin Bacon in the place <laughs> of Malkovich and eventually as Charlie Sheen. Now, I think I would have preferred Kevin Bacon instead of Kevin Charlie Bacon. Sheen. Instead of Charlie Sheen? Yeah. Being Kevin Bacon? Oh, or that role. Okay, yeah, that role. To get Sheen out of there. We didn't know Sheen was such a psycho yet, though. So I think right, I think yes. at the time, I think it was the right choice. I think Sheen was more of the creep that was questionable. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, he could be a creep, so I'm going to buy it. And uh, then we found out he is. And it's not as funny when it's true, <laughs> right? It's like, oh, hot alien lesbians. Awesome. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. The well, thing that's is, playing yeah. to type. Yeah. Yep. The thing is, in this movie, he plays it straight. That's the craziest thing about the movie is Charlie Sheen is the voice of reason in this situation. He's like, he's like, no, that's not happening. No, no, you're just, you're just high. You just did some high, man. It's okay. It's good. That's the other other thing I I saw in there that I just didn't see. And I wonder if any of you guys did. Um, Of course, we all saw Sean Penn. He plays a little bit of a role, but uh, Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston are in this for like a brief second. Yeah, very I brief. I didn't oh, really? see it. a writer? I missed it. Yeah, I yeah. missed it. Really? Was, it, was that most of that was stuff it? on TV though? That was like that was an actual live though, right? I'm trying to remember now. Now I'm forgetting. It's been like on TV when they're talking about uh, right. John Malkovich's history and this. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking turn. about. Yeah, probably. Maybe. Well, I, I thought maybe he was in the yeah, like in one of the audiences of one of the right, live right, because the interview is obvious with with uh, Penn. But I never saw right. it. But she, they were going out then. Jennifer. Well, I guess they're no, they weren't married, but they were, they were together. Brad oh, Pitt, Brad and Jennifer. Brad and Jen. yeah. yeah, he was he was down with her uh, rotten milk breath. He was fine with it. <laughs> Didn't bother him. You know, he was a sure. pretty pretty easygoing guy. That Brad Pitt. Uh, you know, we always check f bombs. Well, this movie didn't have it had f bombs, but it had more of another word, which was the name of John Malkovich. His name is said over one hundred and thirty times. <laughs> Most wow. of it happens 80, in that one scene. Yeah, yeah. 80 of those are just... Malkovich, Malkovich, Yeah. So now it holds the record. I just want to put it out there. It holds the record now for the most John Malkovich is used in a film. Good job. Do you Enjoy feel it. weird looking at uh, 
a woman with uh, with with big cleavage that just happens to have John Malkovich's face. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was disturbing. That's the first time we, we'd experienced that, right? Maybe I don't know. Uh, I mean, we yeah. see it all the time now. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, well, I mean, is that the first time we've seen a woman with big cleavage that has John Malkovich's face? I'd yeah, say that's, that's the first and only time. Yeah, that's that's time. <laughs> only time I don't know about that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you, you find me another time, and that'll be that'll be cool. But I, but yeah, like it's, uh, and it was also. I mean, whatever. Ninety nine, we were doing cool stuff with with uh, CGI and stuff. And oh, it was right. great! It yeah, it, great. It was great CGI. Yeah, it great to the point that it was really dis- disconcerting. I didn't like. Yeah, seeing I that. was looking for cracks in the in the you know cracks in the pavement and mm-hmm. visible scotch tape and bailing wire to to pull that thing off. And but, also, props to Spike Jones. His career has featured films where they very sparingly but but usefully use things like CGI. So this is an example here. When he did Where the Wild Things Are, what made that I really liked the Where Wild Things Are movie. I know a lot of some people oh, split yeah, on it. Yeah, but, I enjoyed it too. But I loved I mean, it because you had full body, yeah. full body, full suit puppetry going on, and the faces yeah. were green screen, and then they animated the eyes, nose, mouth stuff later right. to match with the actors. And I was a little worried going in because I read the book and I was like, I'm not sure if this is going to be as good oh, as I the loved book. Loved it, but uh. Loved his take on that. It's a joke. The book is like five pages long. Yeah, it's barely even a book. <laughs> but he just, I just, oh, I just love that. And what's his name? Uh, uh, Tony Soprano's in it. Um, uh, Gandolfini? Yeah, J- Jan- James Gandolfini James. plays the main uh, monster guy. And it's just, if you guys haven't seen that, if you freaking see it, it's great. Anyway, another Spike Jones. Why 44? Film. Why is it ripe at 44? What? Oh. Who? Oh, oh. No, another another one of those things. Like they they discovered this along the way. They just state it, and they're never going to explain it. Right. Yeah. And how many people are in that moving consciousness? Because mm. if the guy currently occupying <laughs> the guy had brought in people before, and now he's doing it again, it, it, you know what? That that was the most. I I love those kind of crazy ideas, and I'm glad they didn't go too far into it because it's a good way to go insane. It's just not, it's such a weird thought. That's so weird. And the thing toward the end, uh, the girl in the pool and then just like the, the way they ended that thing, I just was, I don't know where my head was, but I was just like, what the frick am I watching? What is this thing? Well, like I still really don't know. And maybe that's why I got nominated for what? Best picture that year? Yeah. No, best director. Any Um, movie that can make you walk away and go, what did I just watch? And you have to think about it. And it's like, what did I really like? And I think I did. It it occupies a large mind space and therefore you don't forget it as quickly. So it's, uh, it's, I, I I personally, overall, I like the film. I don't watch it too often because it's kind of like groundhog day, love groundhog day, but there's too much, uh, splashing around in the same pool for too long. Right, right mm-hmm. before we started recording, Scott like just gave us a final thought before starting, yeah. and it just blew my mind. Oh, whoa. And Scott said, uh, "So let's let's talk about the craziest movie we've seen this year." And I'm like, "Slow oh, down, yeah, yeah, yeah. let's we, talk about that." This is this, yeah. this is 2020. It's been going on for decades. 2020, we've seen Space Jam, we've seen Zapped. Yeah, I mean, we <laughs> oh. this it is not unusual for us to watch just batshit movies yeah but this is the one this one is is genuinely weird in a way that isn't 
artificially weird. Like those other movies you mentioned, those right, other right. those other movies the you weird mentioned, purity test. Yeah, well, I, I realize that sounds strange to say that, but what I mean is like, no, this was take, intentionally weird. Like uh, as opposed to Zapped, which just happened to be weird because well, we're like, and Zapped is the perfect idea. example of what we were talking about early. Normal, normal, normal. Weird premise. Yeah. Everybody react to the weird premise, and then back to normal at the end. Yeah. Whereas this is weird, 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 and then a weird premise. It's a. <laughs> A nope. meatloaf cake with uh, uh, toothpaste frosting. <laughs> with, oh with gosh, frosting. dude, that's mm. horrendous! That that is a horrible idea. Oh my gosh, meatloaf cake with toothpaste frosting. Toothpaste frosting. I'll never frosting. forget this moment that we're having right oh, now. I mean, your teeth will be clean and you you'll be just, full. I just want to point out, you can just say meatloaf. You don't have to say meatloaf cake. It's uh, a, a meatloaf. meatloaf is a cake. Yes. Yeah, a but there's something about cake. calling it. It's like saying man wiener. It's funnier to say meatloaf cake. I like that. <laughs> meatloaf <better>. cake. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, it becomes a cake when you put the toothpaste frost. Otherwise, it's just meatloaf. Yeah, but and I don't okay. want to. I don't want to overstate the point. But the, this kind of weird is our. This is a packaged, finessed weird. Those other things are very artificial that you mentioned. Like Space Jam is so. Not just predictable, but just such a conceit. It's like, oh, I'm I'm in cartoon world now. Like it's it's just not the same kind of weird. And probably because the way Brian put it, it's like it's your your loaf of bread has reality on the ends, and then and then and then magic in the middle. This thing has magic from start to finish, and everyone thinks it's normal, and that makes it different. I'd put it in a different category. I can't I can't compare it to those others. I wish I could, and I know they're all made up, right? These are movies. So it's not like I'm, are they? I'm not. It's not like I'm saying, oh, this one was not real. Not a documentary, Scott. It's yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm not saying that, but there's. I guess it just. Well, I mean, there's a reason it was. It was highly praised and got an Oscar nomination and all this other stuff because it's a. It's more than zapped, <laughs> you know. Right. That's what you're right. It's the definitely box. more than zapped. Being John Malkovich, more than zapped. More than zapped. <laughs> <laughs> if you like zapped, well. Yeah, if you like this better. <laughs> this, by the way, was the only film that year to get best director nomination, but not best picture nomination. So, oh, it's a little bit weird, right? That is weird. It doesn't happen very often. It happens, but it doesn't happen that often. We like what you did well, with they, the movie, but mm. Spike Jones was like thirty, and they're just like they'd never heard of him. They're not gonna they're not gonna nominate him for this. Yeah, they're like, is that that guy with the rubber old lady boob that popped out on Jackass? <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I guess Brad Pitt's friends with all these people anyway, because Brad Pitt was on Jackass once. You guys remember that? Where he was like uh, getting kidnapped in front that. of a uh-uh. theater. Oh. They threw I him in a like van. I remember this, but now I think I'm just maybe I'm making it up. They threw him I in a van. The Jackass guys jumped out all masked up, grabbed Brad Pitt in public, threw him in a van, and then looked like they were, you know, kidnapping. This feels him. more really like actually punk. kidnapping. Him. Yeah, uh, it right. does feel more like punk, except but that Brad Pitt was probably in on it, which makes it. Oh, he was jacket. totally in on it. Yeah. Yeah, the punked is that's the great thing. This is the reason I can watch Jackass and not punked. Jackass, when they would do pranks, were not about pranking if if they pranked anyone, it was either each other or the world. There was never any other there was no like focus on this old poor old lady who doesn't know what's happening. It was more like, You guys are idiots, so we're gonna do a thing that punches Steve O in the nuts. I love Jackass. Have I mentioned that on the show? I really The only do. people getting hurt in this situation are the Jackasses. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Only yeah, they even go. They even go so far as to make a carve out for Wee Man. You can tell that Wee Man <laughs> is, is is more loved by all of the rest of them than they love the you know the rest of them. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Also, Wee Man would have loved the seven point five floor in this movie. <laughs> he would have had right. a great time in there. Yeah. <laughs> Wee Man was great. Um. Anyway, 
let's get to what I thought was gross. And here's the thing. Gross. Okay. 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 Give me a second here because this is a movie where people go into someone's brain and then fall out covered in brain mud onto the New Jersey Turnpike. Yeah. So not gross. Though. By the way, what the hell is a turnpike? <laughs> Who ever decided to take the words turn and pike, which both mean something, yeah. and put them together and it doesn't mean anything. I don't understand that word. Turnpike. Um, I have no idea. Um pike I, the turn. I, I would like to believe that Scott was grossed out by uh, the chimp on the countertop during d- dinner cooking. Nope, I want Ooh, a, I want an ape, so it doesn't that doesn't bother I, me. I'm fine with that. I'm I'm going in with uh, dry toast internal monologue <laughs> chewing noises. Let's. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, of course the the eating. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's give let's give you guys a good old for that one. Uh, ah, look at that. That's number one. Now there are two things that kind of they they tied for first, and so. Correct on number one. What do you think number two was? And I'll tell you, number it's two is slurping coffee. Maybe as much as oh, it wasn't gross. <laughs> it's weird because all right, I'll just tell you what it was. I wouldn't mind. I, I the idea of Catherine Keener's finger in your mouth is not that obs, obscene, <laughs> but having it in John Malkovich's mouth, something's <laughs> something's right really there, gross huh? about that. Can't put my finger on it. Not what I meant, but yes, uh, it's a weird. That's weird. Don't be doing that. Don't be putting your finger in that guy's mouth. Is what John Malkovich's mouth. Yeah, they they criminally underused the bird in this movie. There was a great yeah. bird actor, and uh, I just like like I couldn't stop thinking about this guy that I used to see at the pet store. Um, there was a pet store that I would go to to get dog food, and uh, and and then I learned I could buy the same dog food at the at Albertsons and it was less money. For a lot but less, anyway, yeah. I, I used to go to this pet store and there was a guy who worked there that she was a checkout guy and he had a bird and he was his pet bird and it stood on the back of his neck, like on the collar mm. of his shirt. This bird just hung out there all his life. That was where his bird was. And of course, you know what that means, right? There was a streak of bird shit down the back of this guy's shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. like I, I had to stop going there and thinking about this. Because it was just like I, it was so gross to me that this guy had, and that and like the, that this movie brought that all up for me again. Like mm-hmm. these people live in a, you just know their apartment smells horrible, right? Yeah, it has to, right? Like yeah, that, oh, but, for but sure. part of that unreality was them walking around as if it didn't, and just saying things like, "Oh, the lizard's still sick. Can you take care of him? Yeah, I'll take care of it. I'll see you later. Okay, no problem." Like it, as if it's just a normal house full of normal things instead of it being this giant freaking zoo hoarder house. With just right. every piece Zoo of order house Zoo order this house. week on whatever, but they ignored it. Like they they ignored it in a way that I found really dis disconnecting. Well, they and ignored they, each other. I actually liked that. I I thought that was uh, appropriate. It was two individuals uh, not in touch with themselves and definitely on two different paths, living in the same household, trying to be tolerant of one another. I thought that was actually pretty pretty spot on. She just did not look like it. her. Like there's even stuff in the trivia no. about how the cast would like lose track of her because she just didn't look like Cameron Diaz. <laughs> yet. Yeah. She's like, we her scenes up. Where is she? And she's like, I'm right here. And they're like, Oh shit. You don't look anything like the, the better call or not better call. Saul. what's over there? What is it? Somebody liked Mary. What is it? Uh, Mary. Something about Mary. Something yeah. about Mary. Something. Somebody liked, liked Mary. <laughs> Somebody was okay with Mary. <laughs> Uh, I was going to say sperm hair, but I couldn't think of it. Oh, you know, sperm hair. 
Um, so I wrote a yeah. note here. I says, is this art or fart? And I'm still not, I'm still not totally sure. Like, is he having a go with us? You know, like is, is Spike Jones and Charlie Coffin just going suckers or yeah. did they I, make a piece of art here? I don't okay. Know. So I, I want to argue that fart can be art. Okay. Like it's possible. It's not always, it doesn't always work. Right. Like Jackass is the perfect example, right? We are just laughing at fart when we watch Jackass. Sure. There's like it is practically impossible for them to make art in that setting, right? Right. But mm-hmm. this movie, this movie kind of te- like a- asks a question, you know, like like I was talking about everybody being ugly. You know, it's like mm-hmm. can, can can everybody be ugly and act? Can everybody be ugly and deliver lines that actually make you feel something, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. you, you really got to feel something when suddenly John Cusack is like rapidly in love with Catherine mm-hmm. Keener. Like it's, it's right. embarrassment, it's cringe, it's so on. It's art. It's got to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's art. Yeah. Her performance and, alone makes it art for me. I think she was amazing. Yeah. Cameron Diaz's character was working at a pet store bringing pets home because she wanted to be a mother but she didn't really want to be a mother. She wanted to be in love. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's portrayed like kind of gross and right. weird. Mm-hmm. And that, that takes the, you know, the, the, the just, uh, ugliness of it and, and makes it art. I think. Yeah. I think you're probably right. Um, yeah, I, you know, it's, there's not a ton else to say, except I think people should see it at least once. And like you mm-hmm. said, it's not one you're going to sit down and go, all right, my 50th watch through of being John. You're not going to do that. <laughs> no, what's, I mean, a, what's, a, what, what's a quality of a movie that makes you watch it multiple times? Like, I, I, I think I have an answer for this myself, but oh, I'm, uh, I'm curious really like Brian Dunaway, like yeah. uh, Brian Dunaway has talked before about movies that you can just put on, but mm-hmm. I want to, I want to know what, give me a quality though. Like something that, you know, like something that differentiates a movie because you can put anything on, right? It's, it's got to be a movie where you discover new things every time you see it. Mm. Um, I feel like Endgame is going to have that for me. Yeah, yeah Avengers Endgame. That's part so of it, maybe for some. Ready movies, Player but, One, maybe I don't know. But like I, when mm-hmm. I see when I watch, uh, like I just watched Fargo for the billionth time the other day, the movie, mm-hmm. and I never get tired of watching it. But I don't feel like I'm there for anything new. I just that's just a quality movie that. Yeah, yeah. If that's on, watching. I'm watching that. Like, I just mm-hmm. can't help it. And Fury Road's that way for me. I feel that way about. Yeah, um, I mean, any Empire movie that Strikes makes you Back. feel like you could live there mm-hmm. is a movie that you can watch over and over again. Well, it like, doesn't I, even have to I, be I that. Live. I would not want to live in the Fight Club world, but I could well, watch you that say movie. You wouldn't, but you kind of <laughs> want to. You say no, but you're kind <laughs> of like you're like I'd I like wouldn't want to say, live it every day. Yeah. I'd like to say I'd like to live in that world, Brian, but you know the first rule. I'm not supposed to say right, like to say. Oh, right. right. You so, wish that you were that person so that you could live in that world. How about that? Maybe yeah. that's a, You just want to jiggle the dresser game. and have the wiener move. That's what you want to do. I, I get it. I know <laughs> how, you, how you are. I, I know I've said this a hundred times on FilmSack, but like for me, a big, big thing in a movie that connects to me and makes me want to ever see it again is music and using the music right in the right places. And this movie uh, didn't capture me that way at all. No. Like not even a little bit. No, no, I couldn't tell music. you much about the music. It felt like I hardly heard any of it. And then the yeah. stuff you heard it the most, it felt like it was in the weird puppet stuff or, um, right. moments where, um, yeah, like that. I can't think of even of a moment where it was like, oh, well, the music really fits this scene. It wasn't, that was kind of mute. Right. And the weird. music was not used to tie anything together here. No. I mean, it wasn't, it was no unified movement. 
I just realized what the common thing is for the movies I'll just watch anytime over and over. It's the Coen brothers made them. I'll watch all their oh. movies over and over. <laughs> I'll watch No Country for Old Men like right now. No problem. Let's turn it Please on. Please don't. We're but doing a podcast. Well, you reminded me of it because of the no music thing. But yeah, like I, it doesn't matter kind of which movie. No music for old men. Fascinating that your prototypical Cohen movie was No Country for Old Men because having come out of this, I was actually watching you know watching John Malkovich come away and say I, it made me think of Raising Arizona for mm, some reason. Mm. I mean, I'll watch I that speak- a drop of a hat as well. I just, I, yeah. Honestly, it doesn't matter. You give me any as there. I'll even watch that freaking George Clooney more straightly played one, whatever that's called. Um, not no, uh, not uh, Old Brother Art Thou, the other one with him and. Uh, uh, not- Chicky babe. Yeah. Um, burn before reading. Burn before reading. No. Burn after reading. Burn after reading. Burn, yeah, that's the one. That's about, it. Burn after reading. I'll <laughs> even watch that because. How about read while burning? <laughs> I will. I will gladly admit it's not their best film, but it's. it's I'll still do it. Like I think the Cone Brothers have my number. I don't know what's going on yeah. with those guys. It's bastards. Hey guys, let's talk some more about Hawthorne. Really, really like these guys. They're a premium tailored personal care brand making it really really easy for guys like us to smell and feel their best yeah that's right ladies we need our personal care products as well <laughs> and i'm really happy to be getting mine from hawthorne uh like legitimately 90 percent of my shower today was with hawthorne products and i couldn't be happier about it if you're looking to take your self-care routine to the next level level hawthorne helps you with high quality products tailored specifically to your needs they give you free shipping on your order and if you decide you're not satisfied with your product, they even give you a free shipping on the return and give you new suggestions based on your feedback. So let's say you got some cologne. You're like, ah, I don't know if this is the right cologne for me. They got you covered. They'll take good care of you. Anyway, it's really easy. I took the little quiz. They give you a quiz up front. Super short. Uh, they ask uh, some questions that may or may not determine the kind of stuff you'd like or need. Do you have sensitive skin? Do you have rough skin? Like those sorts of things. It's quick. It's easy. It's easy. And my results were great because the stuff they sent me has been awesome. I smell good right now. <laughs> anyway, it's really, really great. I want you guys to go check them out and uh, take the quiz. It's super easy. It's super fast. And you'll be in and out of there in no time with some of the best personal care products I've ever seen. That's Hawthorne.co. That's where I want you to go. Get their special offer for the holidays. Going on right now. Visit Hawthorne.co. H-A-W-H. Sorry, H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E dot C-O and check out their special holiday offers. You'll love it. I loved it. You'll love it. Uh, shall we do some clips? Wait. You want clips? This this movie has, I'm, I was thinking about this while watching it, great clips. Can't wait to hear what you captured, but minus the visuals, I just can't imagine that they are going to make as much sense. Probably not. Be really interesting to see what happens with this. Yeah, I agree. Or what happens? I think it's actually going to be better because some of those clips or some of the visuals, the clip. Let me put it this way: the clips without context are real weird, real goofy. So let's find out how that goes with this one. The old man explaining what he's not doing. She's not my secretary. She's what they call an executive liaison. Ah. And I'm not banging her, if that's what you're implying. Oh, I jumped right to it. Got right to it. <laughs> I just realized this guy knows all along what's going on. Why is he so weird here? 
He knows what's going on. He, he knows about the the door. He knows about. Uh, yeah, Diggy's playing weird. He's like Yoda at first, where it's like mm, my home. This is, and he's just being an idiot and eating his food and everything. And then eventually, right. he looks in the sky and tells ghosts. I always find it curious to me is like <laughs> what happens to your what happens to your mind once you've lived several lifetimes. I mean, it, mm. it what what happens? I mean, because he's supposed to be how old? Mm-hmm. You know, we don't know. Old. No, we don't know. Older old. than 90. We know Let's that. be old. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, it's like once you get to a certain point, I mean, I can barely understand kids today who are just, you know, 20 years younger than me. <laughs> how do you uh, how do you deal with that when you're like 120 years? You know, yeah. you also know, you know, when you're watching what we do in the shadows, the TV series, when you're in that office and you expect Colin Robinson to come around the corner anytime and bore you. <laughs> Making that face that oh, uh, he's so <laughs> energy vampire face. I'm finally getting that show done. And my God. Gosh, that show is good. It's yeah, so it really good. it lived up to the 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 promise set by the movie. Hundred you know? percent. It should oh, it have ex- been. It, it. FX has done this twice now. They took Fargo and they took yeah. What We Do in the Shadows, and they somehow made it work. I don't know how they pulled it off, but man, it, it, it totally exceeds it. And it's and it's all Matt Berry for me. Like <laughs> Matt Berry's so great, the greatest thing ever. His freaking vagina garden. He's so funny. <laughs> It's a topiary, Scott. Yeah, sorry. Vagina topiary, excuse me. Um, but also, just all of them. Like, Nandor is such a surprise for me. The, the uh, what's her name? Nadja is a revelation. <laughs> she is so good. Uh-huh. Gosh, dang it. Guillermo is an amazing familiar. I just love everyone. I want them all to be yeah. on forever, and they better make more se- seasons. All right. Thanks to what's we what we do in the shadows, I have this long-term project I'm working on where... I'm finding artists who do uh, who do different kinds of, of uh, you know art like paint, wa- painting, photography, this kind of thing, and uh, I am determined to have uh, like family photos that look like they go back hundreds of years. Oh, that's great! Like I'm, I'm absolutely determined that I'm yeah. going to have this on my walls in my you'll later even, years. You'll hear the song. You're dead. You're dead. You'll be hearing that while you're laying there. Right. Yeah. I didn't know that song was so old, by the way. Like the sixties. God, it's a really old folk song. Yeah. I had no idea. Um, all right, here's uh, uh, this is 22 seconds, so it's a little long, but I just feel like you gotta play it. So here it is. Maxine? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Good Lord. That may have been a little longer than I was comfortable with. <laughs> I know. Which but he got it. It's amazing. Yeah. How did he do that? Yeah. It's crazy. Thank, thanks that grossed out Scott. Yeah. No <laughs> Here's a sound. Oh. Oh, that's just her saying. Oh. I don't know why. Well, because she just, she has just like rebuffed him bad. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, that was really a heartbreaker. Did. Yeah. She really nailed him down. Also, um, it sucks that that elevator is just going to have an alarm every time anyone needs to use it because it has to stop at this fake floor. Yeah. What a bummer that is. Just from a practical day-to-day work problem, I don't want to hear that thing ringing every day. Noise, exactly. Uh, You're only going to hear that noise on the seven and a half floor, too, and it's going to happen all the damn time. This is a sound file to go with my gross-out moment. At least one of them. Here it is. All right, now I'd like you to hear that last part. <laughs> that last part, one more time. Yeah, that's a real winner. Oh, boy. 
Put that in your pipe and smoke it. That, no. that is not the dry toast swallow. That's that's a swallow they did with eggnog or something yeah. later on. Yeah. That's like the Sarlacc pit. It's real bad. Okay, who the, who the F is John Malkovich? Who the f*** is John Malkovich? I love that she was both the smartest woman on the planet and the dumbest at the same time. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's see, this was real close to the saying the title, so I captured it. I was inside John Malkovich looking out. Okay, it was inside Malkovich. Mm. Okay, not mm-hmm. quite the same. Oh, that's um, right. They never actually say being John Malkovich in the movie, do they? No. I tried to find it, and they almost did it again here with this. You can be John Malkovich. See, almost. Oh. Oh, that's, yeah, that's the closest. You can be him. Yeah. Um, but then Cameron Diaz said this. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, and then she goes on to say. It's like he has a vagina. Yeah, it's like he has a vagina. There you go. Vagina. <laughs> I love an overpronunciated vagina, don't you? Vagina. Mm-hmm. Vagina. All right. Here's a quiet Malkovich yeah. Yeah. All right. Which reminds me a lot of a quiet... Ibit, yeah. Yeah. Which I have right there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. I really like that. Uh, let's see. Where were we? Lost my place. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there it is. Okay. Uh, something about nipples. My nipples are at attention, General Malkovich, sir. Oh, wow. All right. Get something about nipples. <laughs> yeah. Something about nipples. Uh, some, some Eskimo trivia. Did you know that Eskimos have not one, but... 49 words for snow. <laughs> Where was she, she trying to pull that, that from? Cameron Diaz pulls that, like, does that line perfectly to make it seem like I am just the smartest. I have the best <laughs> trivia in the world that nobody's right, ever right. heard. Right. She's giving herself uh, all this space and time between words. Exactly. And, Did you know? Yeah. All right. Here's, um, oh, wow. This is just in. I'm sorry. I got to insert this file in here. This is from, um, says here on the envelope from Brian Ibbett's mom. This is another prom clip. Now, this isn't you, though, Brian. This is your date, said this. Oh, okay. Okay, so this is your date. Sure. At the end, and it, and it goes like this. Only as John, sweetie. Sorry. Only as John, sweetie. Only as John. <laughs> what were you doing? That was weird. What a weird thing. Oh, yeah, I, I was, uh, well, I it was on Halloween, which, or I'm sorry, yeah, Halloween, re- really close to homecoming, not prom. Oh. And oh, um, okay. she only liked me when I dressed up as uh, founding father John Adams. Oh, and, uh, okay. Uh, and I didn't have my costume with me, unfortunately. Oh, all right. Well, no, I don't like being called. homecoming and not Halloween. You know, you got to celebrate the second president of these states united. I get it. I yeah. think I think you, Brian Ibbett, could be uh, George Washington. I think you could pull that off. <laughs> I think you, you could, could pull, pull that, that off. off. You yeah. could, dude. White yeah, wig. I think uh, I could pull off uh, uh, Taft, and that's about it. Right? Yeah, yeah. Taft. <laughs> that's terrible. Oh my gosh. Uh, I don't think you'd. Look it's like so that. you know such in demand right now too. I think oh, you, yeah. could do, that, you could do that. Taft so hot right oh, now. Oh yeah, everyone's being Taft. Right <laughs> We saw more kids as Taft this year than we ever expected. Yeah. All right. Here's Malkovich saying sure. Sure. That's a weird way to say it. Isn't sure, it? sure. 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 Isn't that weird? It's sure. weird. Sure. All right. Yes. Yes, Scott. It's weird. Here's- Please stop. <laughs> Please <laughs> never play that again. All right. Here's uh, an angry acting sequence with a chimp chaser. John and me. Don't forget about me. Will you have the Maxine action figure to play with? <laughs> Oh snap! Mom and Dad are fighting again. Guys are always fighting. All right, here's John Malkovich sound. I will never forget. All right, pretty good. 
here he is saying his name over and over. Malkovich. Malkovich, Malkovich. Malkovich, Malkovich. Malkovich, Malkovich. Malkovich. Malkovich, Malkovich. Malkovich. Yeah, and then we get... Yeah. Please, please tell me I'm not the only one who was going Pika, Pika, Pikachu. <laughs> Whoops. Sorry, I clicked that out of laughter. I did not mean to click it twice. Uh, here he is going off again. All right. And another odd sound. All right. Uh, here's an old lady in the background you may have missed. I've always wondered what it would be like to have a penis. All right. That's good. Don't remember remember the context. She was one of the body people, or you know the whatever, and she was stoked about having a wiener. I just, I just want to answer that question. You know, it's it's pretty good. Like it's it's a little troublesome at times. Specific, it's a lot to keep up with, Mm -hmm. but it's pretty good. Like it's not a a bad thing to have. The ladies have more maintenance than we do. You know, they got to worry about a lot more stuff than we do. So I'm not gonna. I'm not saying a wiener is bad. I'm saying. It's slightly less. It's slightly more convenient, convenient than a vagine. Convenient, convenient than a vagine. But the vagine. Well, I just like looking at him more. <laughs> <laughs> That's when we all went off oh, the. What rip. grossed out Brian the most? Yeah, well, <laughs> right. Uh, I don't know why that went there. All right, here's some chicken soup. Chicken soup. Chicken soup. Do you guys remember, you know that actor? Chicken soup. Chicken, chicken, chicken soup. soup. You know him. Chicken soup. He's um. Oh. I'm trying to remember when that happened in the movie. He was, uh, so yeah, I, I wrote it down too. Chicken it, soup. Um, chicken soup. So yeah, so he's trying to offer them food to try to you know, because he's going to get some for himself. It's yeah. just it's just in the in the little meeting between the three of them between oh, okay gotcha. and, his, and his wife and Maxine. I'm just trying to find. Is it Larry the agent? That's who it is. He is played by Carlos Jacot. Um, he is also in Gross Point Blank, so another uh, another John John Cusack connection. Cusack connection, yeah. He's in. Um, let's see. Oh my gosh, where's the one where he's a total douche? Oh, he's in Big Love. He was good in that. Uh, Terminator, oh, yeah. Sarah Connor Chronicles. He was in that. He's in all sorts of stuff. This dude's uh-huh. everywhere. You know his face, but he was barely in this, like just for a hot freaking second. Oh, he was in um, Firefly. He played. Um, Shit. Played shit. <laughs> That's played interesting. Fire How do you do fly. that? Do you, <laughs> do you way, would you quit t- putting bat President Taft <laughs> pictures in our Discord? <laughs> I'm giving you Halloween ideas for next year. Yeah. He's trying to prepare you. Oh, that bath one is real rough. I never yeah. knew that President Taft got stuck in a tub or at least was uh, a thing that happened. So if you don't go as Taft in a tub next year, I don't I can't respect you. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Yeah, this dude's in a million things, and he's a kind of a bastard in all of them. So good in job. A couple episodes of Seinfeld. One is pool pool guy, and one as Ramon. Oh, Ramon! He's the he's one of the guys that says you are where the ribbon, right? Isn't that that guy? I don't I'm know. looking. So, but that's him with chicken soup. Chicken soup. Chicken soup. That's the guy. Chicken soup. Chicken soup. Oh yeah, yeah. Is it okay? I think it is. Yep. Uh, that's funny because I would like to now share with you a Seinfeld connection that I found. Uh, him, we mentioned him. Richard Fancy did the, uh, I'll play a little bit of it. John Malkovich, the artist, and Maxine, the entrepreneur, they make this character, this protean figure that we call John Malkovich. Okay, that 
is Mr. Lippman. From, yeah, Mr. Lippman. So there's oh. our Seinfeld, Seinfeld connection. And then Kathleen nice. Keener. Kathleen Keener was in an episode yep. of Seinfeld as well. So there's that. There's also a Con Air connection, which is obvious. Malkovich and Cusack together at last. Again. Yeah. Although they weren't sharing a lot of scenes in that movie, but there you have it. Um, all right. A couple more. Here's a laugh that I liked. It's Catherine Keener laughing. <laughs> Just keeps building up. That was pretty good. Yeah. I like that. She's she's an addic- addicting human being. Uh-huh. Um, wait, 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 what did you say there? Uh, she's just well, a, what was almost that Freudian slip there? What'd you I say? don't know. She's into. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to try. All right, here's a. Uh, he wants a younger body. Why couldn't I have found the portal to a younger body? Yeah, you know, 46 year old Malkovich, not not everyone's favorite body. All right, one more weird Malkovich sound. Woo! All right, that's the end of that. Well done, everybody. Randy, uh, in a minute, we're going to get to some Star Trek connections, so you hold on to those because those are still coming up. But before that... It's the Film Sack Checklist. Never really explain your low ceilings. Check. Catherine Keener is adorable and rude at the same time. Check. I don't want to see John Malkovich do it ever again. Check. (laughs) Brian put another Taft image in the thing. Oh, geez. That probably came from that uh, children's book. Uh, it did. That's an amazing art. That's an amazing illustration, though. I it really it. is, yeah. You just uh, know that the sound that comes with that picture is... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I guess they just, we just left a little mind picture for uh, all of our listeners. Yeah, well done. Yeah, I, I, I'm sad that they can't see what we're saying. Theater of the oh, mind. it's even better if they can't. Okay. Uh, all right, Randy, you have some Star Trek connections for us today. All right. So uh, uh, we mentioned Richard Fancy. Uh, he uh, his character in this movie was uh, Johnson Hayward for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was also in the Voyager episode Tattoo, as well as the Next Generation episode The First Duty. He played uh, Captain Sat Satelk. Oh. I don't. I don't know. Wise. But anyway, um, uh, Patty Tippo was in this movie uh, as uh, John Malkovich's mom, just mm. one of those uh, sort of like flashback around uh, quick shots. And uh, oh, Patty Tippo also played Nurse those. Temple yeah. in the Next Generation episode Transfigurations. That was a, a, a memorable one. Yep. And then uh, Willie Garson was in this. Uh, as as one of the people in the restaurant, <laughs> he's the guy who comes up and and asks uh, yeah. Oh, the R word guy. Yeah, yes, yeah. that is the. You know, you hear the f the the uh, derogatory term for homosexuals once, but oh, yeah. it's that R word that it's like, oh, that's so hard yeah. to hear. Yeah. Well, Willie Willie Gar- Garson is such an underrated character actor, and uh, he was uh, Rika. In the Voyager episode Thirty Days. Oh, interesting. He's he's a he's an interesting dude. You see him come on things, and you're just like, all right, we're in fun, dude. Ibbot, did you see the latest photo of Taft? Yes, yes. <laughs> no, that's not Taft. That's Job of the Hunt with the Taft mustache. Yeah, come on now, it's a Taft mustache on. It's amazing. Of the did you, you just it, Photoshop that yourself, Brad? I I did not. But it was amazing that if you put a Taft mustache on Job of the Hunt. How amazingly close it looks to Taft. <laughs> you should put that in the bathtub. That's great. No, what better week than election week to be having Taft conversations? I love this. <laughs> this is really great. All right. Uh, well done. Those were all things. Let's move on to uh, the soundtrack grade. I'd give it a W for weird and kind of not really there. It was like, man, whatever. It wasn't anything big. Uh, but more importantly, we have the Twitter post to do. This is where you guys sum this thing up in 280 characters or less. And we start with Randy. Please forgive me. Uh, being John Malkovich, 
Charlie Sheen, 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 Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Charlie Sheen. If this had been being Charlie Sheen, I don't know if we would have had it for film sack. Not because we hate Charlie Sheen, but because I think that's a that would be a terrible idea. It would be a terrible movie. Yeah. Not a good movie. Even then, before we knew what a psycho he was. We're gonna get emails going. I, Charlie Sheen. I, I'm I'm telling you, you watch this movie for him. Like he makes the movie for some. Like I don't think it's as good if you if Without you don't have Charlie role. Sheen yeah. drop in two or three times and just be baffled by what's going. on. It was on. just mm-hmm. enough. It was just enough. Yeah. Any more than perfect. what we got, I think I would have been annoyed. Uh, all right. Uh, let's now do Dunaway. Uh, and John Malkovich. The puppeteer told me you love me today. I can't think of anything more, more pathetic. Oh, hey, Charlie Sheen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now you can. Now you can. Wow. Uh, Brian Ibbett. Deep cut. Uh, yeah, no, this is even, this is, this is uncanny. Being John Malkovich, a movie that builds an entire story around one suspend your, del- suspend your disbelief premise that John Malkovich and Charlie Sheen would be friends. <laughs> so the takeaway this week. Yeah. It's Charlie Sheen. It's yeah. hilarious. Sheen. Yeah. What a weird thing. All right. Uh, well, that brings us to the following content. Oh, yeah. Just hand it to me on this card. Uh, these are alternate titles, and it was almost called oh. Being Long Malkovich. Hmm. I don't know why I wrote that. Long. Being, being long, long John. Being long. <laughs> I don't know why I did that, except that it, it was a long John. movie. It was, it was longer than it needed to be. Maybe that was it. Uh, or. Give him his manny was the other title. <laughs> Real good. Yeah, that was the other one. Uh, hey, emails. We got one from Chris Rogers. Uh, sent this in. I got a couple of them today. These came to filmsack at gmail.com. He says, for the love of God, you need to do the movie Rad. It is oh, the qu- did we not do Rad? It is the quintessential classic from the 80s. It's terrible and uplifting at the same Mike. time. He says, terrible acting, but super crescendo at the finish. Makes a fat old man happy, please. Uh, I have been following <laughs> you since Kroll. You've kept me, uh, or so you've helped me survive on overseas stints in Taiwan and with awesome, insightful Thank reviews. Thank you for the last decade, Chris. Chris, I see no reason we couldn't do Rad. I would yeah. love to see Rad and see a free Lori Laughlin. Whoa. I mean, listen, Rad is the gleaming the cube of BMX movies. True story. True story. <laughs> I always thought of it as the other way around. <laughs> Being the cube is the rad. It's, the, uh, it's really interchangeable. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's directed by Hal Needham. Uh, came out in 1986, and I don't see yeah, it streaming. Yeah. Unfortunately, that may be something we'll oh. have to just hunt down. Oh, that's, that's not, not rad. rad. It's, yeah, that's yeah, not rad at, at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's less rad. It's actually bad. Yeah, rad, bad. Well, features Adrian Talia Shire in the movie as well. Good lord. Well, that's Adrian fantastic. And Ray know. Walston. Oh wow! Really? Yep. Oh yeah, I like Ray Walston. Yeah, what was he doing? Like favorite Marsh. HB. I Haggerty. like Lori Loughlin. I'm glad Lori Loughlin's in that movie. She's in, <laughs> she's in prison. Isn't she? Right okay, she is. isn't she in jail? She's good. And you know, we're talking about the best IMDb photo. But is she really, just get out, or is she supposed to be Lori Loughlin's? Uh, Lori Loughlin's Wikipedia photo is even better. Yeah, I'm right. Scrub some of the Taft from our. Uh, <laughs> To taft eyes from yeah. our discord with a photo of <laughs> yeah. Lori Laughlin's photo on, on Wikipedia. Lori it's just not even, is, I, I think that is a computer generated render of Lori Laughlin. <laughs> she's still in jail, by the way. She's in there now. 
really yeah, right now. Oh, yeah, until yeah. Christmas, right? That was the or yeah. just in time for Christmas. Just before Christmas, said. she gets let out, and it's an, yeah. she does get let out early for good behavior or whatever. But it's that's happening then. It's twenty. It's a Hallmark movie, by the way. Before Christmas, she lets out. She gets let out. Oh, they <laughs> should do it. Great. That's what I she does now anyway. They should totally do this. Ibit. Oh my gosh. Yeah, man. That's a brilliant <laughs> home in time for Christmas. One home from biggest, jail for Christmas. Uh, Hallmark Christmas movie stars is in yeah. jail. Make a jail Christmas movie. What would you Hallmark? call this? Perfect. What would you? We need a name. Let's do a name. Uh, Mom will be home for Christmas. <laughs> Christmas and stripes. Stripes. <laughs> it's even better. Uh, paroled in time for christmas right. there you go. <laughs> orange is the new christmas yeah it's gonna be something good the christmas the warden christmas. prince there you go perfect <laughs> no that's it that yeah, that's good because that's more in keeping with the bullshit names i give that's their right. yes that's exactly right. yes all right well good luck to them and her um the second uh, thing here and we'll write rad down chris uh next email is from listener brendan <laughs> we won't know what it means but we'll write it down yeah, we'll just yeah, write down I rad. Just, i just did three uh, letters got it dear sackers uh says brendan I finally went back and listened to episode number one of Film Sack, like you always suggest, and it was actually good. In fact, I kept asking myself, self, how is this first episode so well put together? Seriously, even Randy nailed his first after credits line when he compared the sharing of fire in Kroll's marriage scene to the sharing of venereal disease between couples. What a way to add lore. Uh, but I have to ask, what were you all thinking calling Brian Ibbett Ibby? <laughs> <laughs> Bibby, sorry, Bibby. Bibby, yeah. Bibby, Bibby. Thanks yeah. and keep just, it up, Brendan. So Bibby would have been better than Bibby. Yeah, Bibby, Bibby. Bibby would have maybe been better. Yeah. But to yeah. answer the first question, even in 2010 when we started doing Film Sack, we oh, no. had all been doing this for a while. Like we we got ahead of yeah. yeah, we know uh, we, were we had our experience down already. Yeah. Uh, it was I, nine, but I, yeah, you're close. I I can't get over how many nicknames Brian Ibbett has had over the years. <laughs> Well, no, the reason we did it at all was because there's two Brian's. We did wanted to keep them separate. And if it's yep. like, well, some people, people call me Bibby, so is there two Brian's? <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Have you ever seen me and Brian Dunaway in the same place at the same time? <laughs> yes, I literally actually, have a I picture have of the two I of you have photos in the same place. Photos. <laughs> right in front of me. It's on the wall. Right <laughs> I have a lot of pictures of you guys next to But do like, you? No, but do, but <laughs> did you? Uh, yeah, so we, that's that's why that was there, and we quickly lost it because we can just say Ibit or you know yeah yeah and it was pretty obvious because sometimes you know if there is a Brian a Dunaway is this the first time you've seen this movie yeah. you just you know you just preface it it's easy yeah no big deal and, easy and this uh the ten years we've been doing this has been a one performance piece for me I am trying really hard to reach a level where I can say the name Brian and everyone present knows which one I'm talking yeah, about yeah it happens true story yeah. That's totally true. Uh, so yeah, that's your just to answer your question. Yes, and also it's good to hear that episode one holds up, and we do recommend it. Like, there's no reason why you can't go back and listen to the oh, old ones. Sure. Like what you're getting today, it's a lot like what you used to get. So if you're like, man, I sure wish this was more, uh, dude. We got ten years of this shit. Go go listen. When was the first one we did intros? I mean, um, I know we used to discuss, but I thought we, we started with them, didn't we? God, I thought we did as well. Did we not? I don't do think we started right the beginning. You know what? Uh, Let's find out. Hold on one I second. Think we did. Oh my gosh! I'm gonna do it right now. We're gonna do it. Old shows oh, back wow. up. Here we I go. I think the I think the greeting is like the the I think it goes back to the first episode. Here's episode one of Crawl. Oh, I have to make it so you guys can hear it. Hold on a second. There we go. All right, here we go. Check this out. Let's see, we there we go right into that. <laughs> okay. I forgot I had a different intro. Slightly different. You'll pay for the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. 
This is Film Sack. Oh, that's like a canned one we did earlier. Yeah. I wasn't sure what we were going to do there. Okay, so hurry up, Sack. Hurry up. Oh. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. We've been doing that since the beginning. Okay, now this yeah. is changing. <coughs> right, here we go. Welcome to Film Sack, the podcast dedicated to mining the dark depths of Netflix streaming for all the betterment of mankind. This Whoa. is episode one, people. The first one ever. I am Scott Johnson. Joining me tonight is Brian Dunaway. Hi. How you doing? I can't find, I can't no, find I my glade. I didn't do it. I didn't do intros. Good. Uh, Randy Jordan. I am a legendary five-pronged weapon flying through space. Awesome. And Brian Ibbett. Oh, <laughs> hitherto hither known, be known to forever on, in the future as Bibby. Oh, I just want to get that out That's front right. and out of the way. Welcome, Bibby. Or uh, you could just call me the one-eyed man. Oh, wow. Dude, everyone sounds younger. Oh, see, younger. we were doing intros. Yeah. yeah. Well, Sephora, yeah, there were like little bits. And yeah, it's evolved. I look back at my notes for uh, for FilmSec that I keep in uh, in OneNote, uh, Microsoft OneNote. Yeah. And if I, I go back to like Resident Evil. And my my intro is new from Mattel. The Red Queen fluorescent light tubes defense hallway playset with laser cutting action comes with umbrella strike team. Some assembly required. That is it for my they, intro. It yeah, is like yeah. one set. They have grown. Yeah, they have grown. Yes. Yeah. And it's okay. I, and and you know what else has grown? Uh, Scott Johnson apparently ten years ago sounded <laughs> thirty years younger. I, I don't understand. Voice. My voice has definitely gotten lower, and I, you know, whatever. I guess age does that. But I, I way prefer where I'm at now. I hate my younger right. sounding voice. Everybody, <laughs> welcome to the film sack. This is Scott Johnson. <laughs> but it's amazing that only you know ten years can do that. That's just weird. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so that was us. And if you want to hear that episode, you should. And that was a lively sounding thing. I think I might go back to yeah. our episode mm. one. All right. Uh, speaking of shows and reasons why you should go listen to old ones, there isn't one next week. We're off next week. I'm we're on a, a bit of a trip and will not be here. And as a result, we're not doing one. So we're doing a buy next week. That'll happen uh, as it rarely does next week. But we'll be back the following week with the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Mm. Yes. The final Sean Connery film before he retired. And now he's died. So we can talk about all that when we get there. You, thought you lose your car keys, all those references, they're all coming up on our next episode of Film Sack. Again, one extra week away, okay? No show next week. Some people always miss this, so I'm just making it clear. No show next week. The weekend after that, though, we'll be back with the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, which Brian Ibbett almost walked out of in theaters, so I'm sure he's looking forward to a second watching. Uh, I never saw it, so I have no idea what to expect. I love that he almost walked out. Usually, you don't talk about the ones you almost no, walked out. I thought of. You about, talk about it. the ones you did. Yeah, it's yeah. like I'm, I'm leaving. No, I'm staying. It's a little bit longer. <laughs> it's kind of it. It's what was that thing weird. like? Oh four? What was it? Do Do we know when that came out? Uh, uh, it might have been before oh four, wasn't it? It's not. It was two thousand three. I'm sorry, uh-huh. ninety nine. It says here. Oh, that can't be right. Hold on. No, the 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 book came, or the comic came out in ninety nine. The movie came out in nineteen ninety three. You're right. Diesel punk superhero film is the way it's described. Wait a minute. Right. And and it's important that you not watch uh, the TV show, The League, to prepare for this. You need to watch <laughs> the movie, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Uh, right, I'd much rather watch that. 2003. <laughs> uh, Sean Connery, Stuart Townsend, Petta Wilson, uh, written by Alan Moore, although he denies he has anything to do with this. And directed by Stephen Stephen Nottingham, so or Norrington, sorry, Norrington, yeah, Stephen Norrington, yeah, uh, also also directed uh, Blade. 
Oh, not not directed. Sorry, was the makeup person for Blade? Oh, but that was the that was the lead into him becoming a director. Oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. But he's only done. Oh, he directed Blade as well. It says right no. here, director, uh, Death Machine, Blade, The Last Minute, and League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, and nothing since. Yeah. Yep. So Blade One's no, pretty cool. You, That's a cool movie. I don't. I feel, no, you can't be both makeup and director. <laughs> it says he is. That's, that doesn't happen. He says he is. Hold on a second. Spike Jones could be both director and guy who moves the camera around. Right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Gosh dang it, Blade's good. We've never seen Blade One here. I've seen it a million times on my own, but we should watch yeah. Blade. A million times. Love Blade. Love Blade. Blade three. Blade Opinions? three is okay. Blade two is pretty good. Three or one is amazing. Yeah. They need a new new blade shit. Let's get that going. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. also Wesley Snipes playing half vampire in an episode of what we do in the shadows was amazing. I love that where he <laughs> called him by Skype. That's an amazing episode. Anyway, <laughs> right. uh, that's going to do it for today. Uh, so again, no show next week, but the week after that, we'll be back. Filmsack.com is our website. You know it. You love it. Go over there. That's where you find that old, uh, all the old shows too, by the way, there's an old RSS feed that goes all the way back to number one, 10 years ago. So go check it out. That's filmsack.com. Leave us some emails, filmsack at gmail.com. You can always find us on Twitter at filmsack. And if you leave us a review wherever you collect your podcasts, that helps us get noticed and uh, pushes us up in the ranks so people can find us. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. Machine Malcatraz. We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com.